you are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. And thank you for tuning in to HR After Dark. I'm your host, Jada Willis, CEO of Willis HR. So we're back. We took a small summer hiatus, but we are back. And it feels so good because we have so much to talk about. So who I have with me as our guest is Kelly Hall. She's a senior HR consultant with Willis HR. And man, we've had so many client meetings. And this is just a absolute must-have hot topic about leadership development. I think more than ever, we really need to support, train, and value our leaders. Kelly, would you agree with that? Absolutely. So so really, CEOs are asking us the questions like, why should I be investing in leadership development training? Like, what does that even mean? And so I really want to talk to you today and get your insight with your 27 years of HR experience. So what do you think? CEO is going to ask you the question, why should I even put together a training program or training classes? How should I be developing my leaders? Why is it even important? What do you think, Kels? Well, I think really the last part of your question is, is critical to the answer. Why would we? If we don't, how do they learn how to be managers and the importance of management? And assuming that they had mentors along the way that would demonstrate solid leadership or management for them, I think is naive given the, the climate over the last 30 years. It's important because the majority of managers were ultimately strong individual performers Mm -hmm. who ultimately made the transition to management. And when that happens, I think the assumption on everyone's part is that they're going to focus on the management piece and learn that side of the business. But instinctively as humans, we cling to what we know and what we know is production. And so you end up with a team of managers who are really producers you're right. And they're managing the production and nobody's really managing and they're not mentoring and they're not modeling. And the same thing happens, you know, you go from first line management all the way up to leadership. And it's a disservice, I think, in general to a corporation. But until, you know, we address it, it will continue. I completely agree. Wow, you hit on so many good points. So it's really this domino effect of like, so they, a leader didn't have a mentor or a positive representation of what leadership is, or maybe it actually was a negative representation. They have some of those bad habits. That's exactly how they're going to lead their team, how they're going to communicate with their employees. And so it really is up to us, like where we are right now, us being HRs, us being employers to take stock into observing how are our leaders doing? What's the impact? How do we evaluate the impact that our leaders are having? And it could even be employee surveys, employee feedback related back to turnover. We have to look at, are your leaders being able to relate to their team, retain the team, honestly have a pulse of what the culture is. And I think that those are some of the pieces of, you know, it's it's the intangible though, right? It's always the intangible. And, you you know, you touched on something, you know, managers having or not having a solid example. Right. And I honestly think even the folks, you know, it's almost like parenting, right? If you had a bad example, you're going to do the opposite. But that doesn't make it the right thing. And if you have two children, it could be the right answer for one and not for the other. 
And I think we we miss the mark in general as far as the role of a manager is really to be able to appeal to mm-hmm. and support and grow and just encourage the entire team. And the chances of you having a team of more than one person right. that does not, you know, that don't have different learning styles and listening styles, just Thank even you. behavioral traits. Some are stronger in the morning. Some work better late at night. Um, some can work from home and some cannot get focused unless they're in the office. And management doesn't allow you to just have one style. And when you do that, that's when you start to see, like you said, the higher turnover, mm-hmm. um, dissatisfaction in the job, limited production, all of the things that our management teams are, are challenged with today. And oh. just identifying where we own that is half the battle. And how I translate that is that leaders really need to have an individual style with each employee. So, you know, we talk about in HR that we have to be fair and consistent though. So we apply the policies on a fair and consistent basis, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't get to know your employees, meet them where they are, know their strengths and weaknesses, and just maximize their talents and their zone of genius. I I couldn't agree more. Um, And I'll go back to, you've heard me say it a million times, but presentation is nine tenths of the game and how you present any piece of material to anyone is going to impact the perception or the the Mm. understanding of your message. And if you use a canned approach with a group of people, there is zero chance that the entire room is leaving with the message that you meant to deliver. Oh, that totally makes sense. Uh, so in my, my opinion, I think that leaders right now could really benefit from training in regards to how to communicate effectively, how to deliver feedback and seek feedback from their employees. Sure. I'd, I'd go even one step further. Yeah. You know, the fuzzy stuff that we got away from. Because it's so easy. The fuzzy stuff. The fuzzy stuff. You know, it's it's the hand-holding stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But there's been so much advancement over the last few decades just in the behavioral aspects. And an example would be love languages in the workplace. Ah, uh, right? Yep. So for some teams, Great especially production-based teams, 90% of the motivation for your team is going to be rewarding the behaviors that you want to see more of, and that mm-hmm. typically is volume-based, however it is that you're measuring it. That has to be tangible, right? Whether it's money or gift cards or a letter home, or there's a hundred different ideas. Right. But the diversity in how people respond to different reinforcement, like you did an amazing job. For some people, that's not important, but a $50 gift card is going to go a long way. That's right. Conversely, you can give someone a $50 gift card and it feels to them like you just don't want to take the time to thank me for my work. Mm. And without knowing that those are the triggers, Mm -hmm. managers, we've all done it. We go out and we buy $150 gift cards and we call them spot awards and we walk around and we hand them out and we feel great when we do it. But of those 100 gift cards over the course of a year, Mm -hmm. Statistics show with 35, 40% of those gift cards landed the message that you were sending. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that because really that's actually what we've been doing with our clients is going through the appreciation um, in the workplace quiz assessment. And then you can actually, you know, have your team go through that and then you can design a recognition program that really makes sense, but it speaks to the individual. It is something that we do at Willis HR. I am looking right now at the GOAT trophy right in front of me. So one thing that we do is that each quarter we award the GOAT 
and it is a really cool like i you, i need to share it on the on the website attached to this because it is an awesome thing. But in addition to that, I know that some of our team members just really want additional time off so they can enjoy their hobbies. Maybe they want to go for a hike. And other folks really love a handwritten thank you card, you know, from myself being the CEO. And you, But you have to get to know that person, though. And what they value most is, you know, a part of their appreciation in the workplace language. Sure. And, and honestly, I'll follow that up with, um, you know, you say things like that to a manager that might have 55 direct reports mm. on a, you know, yep. two different manufacturing floors. And that's just a joke. You know, how am I going to get to know these? We have 30% turnover. The same 50 people aren't going to be here that's fair. in 18 months, right? Mm-hmm. But the love language is exercise, um, the, just appreciation. Right. Identifying those things, obviously baseline, you're not going to get mm-hmm. detail. But that exercise took 30 minutes right. when, when we tested it. And so in 30 minutes, mm-hmm. you can create a spreadsheet for a manager that is mm-hmm. sorted by love language. Yep. And then you know that month, this is, this is who I've got to do recognition for, and this is how we're going to do it. So good. And 100% of the time, your appreciation is conveyed. And mm-hmm. you can't get away from the fact that Turnover is a concern. Recruitment is, mm-hmm. a, is a concern. Work-life balance. All of those things are a concern. And when you think about the fact that people work for people. Absolutely. It's important that your people think that you understand them. Mm-hmm. But even doing the exercise actually will show, wait a second. So I'm taking a quiz about what I value, what I appreciate, how do I want to be recognized? I mean, even the act is going to have a sense of, wow, this, this leader, this company cares about me. Sure. And I've actually seen people do the exercise and find out that they are not what they thought they were. Right. right. So that just goes to show you, you could ask your team mm-hmm. what me, what makes you tick, right. what works for you. Yeah. And they're not even sure. Absolutely. I think that it's a level, it's that the heightened self-awareness, but then you can even take it further and start doing, you know, personality assessments. And that's how you take it back into how do you communicate effectively, whether it be with your peers, whether it be, you know, upward to your, your manager or even your direct reports. Like this is all good stuff, but right now is the time that we are at this pivotal moment of coming, well, I'm saying coming off of COVID, but you know, oh. who who knows right now? Who knows? <laughs> but it is thinking about how do I continue to manage this change? How do I lead effectively? How do I make an impact on the lives of the employees that I serve? And listen, this isn't a, you know, one even podcast episode. This is an ongoing dialogue and conversation where I really encourage you to reach out to us at Willis HR because we want to at least engage in this conversation, help you in matching that to your culture. Because it's not a one-size-fits-all. It's just like Kelly said, you could have 55 direct reports and then some leaders have five. It looks very different depending on industry, company, culture, and even like the size of your team. So Kelly, any final words in regards to leadership development? Any advice for our listeners? I I would just encourage everyone to to reach out to... um... Well, personally, to Willis HR, <laughs> but just to reach out and, and get a better sense of what kind of resources are available to develop your managers. Because I think that there, there is this pervasive thought that management training and mentor programs and succession planning and all of those important things are going to cost $100,000 and take right. two years to implement. And it's just not the case. Or it's generic. It, yeah. There, there's another one. Yeah. And so I would, I would 
I would caution people about skipping over it because it is critically important and it is really not difficult to get started. And the, the, the bang for your buck is absolute. The ROI mm-hmm. on management development and just a better cognitive connection to your workforce Perfect. is invaluable. Perfect. Uh, that was said so well, Kelly Hall. And you can also visit willishr.com and access our HR risk assessment. And we'll follow up with a free 30-minute consultation. So we're so happy to be back. We hope you get some sleep tonight.